Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again today on the Word Podcast. Uh, let's continue. We've been examining the letter of 1 Peter. And remember, Peter was writing to a group of believers that had been exiled. They were aliens in a foreign land. And he's been speaking to them about how uh, they are to live and what's going to happen in their lives and how they relate to one another and how we have as the model for how we are to live the Lord Jesus Christ that Jesus himself actually suffered, and that if he suffered, then therefore we should understand that we're likely to suffer also. He continues that thought in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1. So let's go there. Here's what he says. Therefore, <laughs> well, there you go. Every time we see that therefore, what do we do? Yes, yes, we look to see what it's there for. And he means this, in light of what I've said to this point in time in these first three chapters, and so the, uh, the writers in Scripture quite often use this type of thing. They would uh, build the discussion. They would build the argument from one thought to the next to the next. So he says, therefore, in light of everything that's been said here, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourself also with the same purpose. You know, Peter uh, speaks in... Uh, uh, when he says arm yourself, the idea being that we're in a battle. Uh, Paul makes that very, very clear in his writings in Second Corinthians and in uh, uh, Ephesians especially, that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and things within the heavenly realm. But God has not left us defenseless. He's given us uh, weaponry. He's given us armor. What Peter is saying, is here, saying here is this, arm yourself also with the same purpose. The purpose being what? Well, the purpose being pleasing to the Most High Father. The purpose of doing the will of the Father. The purpose of understanding that uh, what Jesus said to, through Paul in Second Timothy, that all who desire to be Christ-like will undergo times of trials and tribulation, afflictions and persecution. There will be things that will come. And so since Christ suffered in the flesh, then we need to arm ourselves also with the same purpose, realizing that we're going to suffer in the flesh. But listen to the rest of this. The first two verses are one sentence. So therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourself also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Now, if you just read that first part that first verse you say well what does that mean well christ has suffered in the flesh okay and then it tells us to do the same purpose that we should realize we're going to suffer in the flesh but then it says has ceased from sin well did christ ever cease did he ever sin was there a need for him to cease from sin you can start going through all these strange conjectures simply because you haven't completed pleaded the sentence and you haven't seen what it, uh, uh, the phrase is within the context of the sentence or then within the context of the paragraph, the context of a letter, the context of the entirety of the Word of God. So let's read it again. Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin so as to live the rest of the time in the flesh no longer for the lust of men, but for the will 
of God. Well, when you read the rest of the sentence, it starts to clarify it with verse 2. Because he says, so as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lust of men. He's saying this, that Christ suffered physically in the flesh. And what we're called to do is also to suffer physically in the flesh and to turn away from the things in the flesh. He says to live the rest of the time that we have in this flesh, the rest of the time that we have in this corporeal existence right here, okay, the balance of the time that we have, that we're going to live no longer for the lust of men, but for the will of God. So when you go back and it says, because he suffered in the flesh, uh, the one who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sinning. What he's saying is this, hey, you're turned away from sin. You're saying, I'm not going to sin anymore. Now, I know the second I say that, people start saying, well, yes, but that's impossible. It's impossible to not sin because we live in this fleshly body. So therefore, we're always going to be tempted. We're always going to sin. You know, the more I look at the scripture, the more I realize that that is totally wrong. Uh, several times in these uh, times together, I've mentioned how the Lord has called us and told us to be holy for I am holy. Yes, if we live in the flesh, and I think this verse right here really, really helps with this understanding. If we live in the flesh and we do things in the flesh, we're going to sin because the, 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 the nature of the flesh will be to sin. But when he says, when you suffer in the flesh, when you put the flesh to death, when you do what is pictured in Christ, that he suffered in flesh and took on our sin, when we deny ourselves and we deny the flesh, and when we do that, we cease from sin. We say we're not going to sin. But it's not an act that is done in the flesh. It is done by abiding in the Lord and doing what he says and no longer going after the lust of man, but pursuing the will of God. So it is correct. You will not be able to live a sinless life if you seek to do so by the power of the flesh and the power of the mind and the power of your ability, etc., etc. You can live without sin if you abide in the Lord, if you seek his will, if you do what he says. And sadly, that is an alien thought to most of the Western world, the body of Christ, the true, the true believers in the Western world. We have so bought into this thing that we're sinners saved by grace, which is exactly true. We were sinners and we're saved by grace, but positionally before the Lord, we are righteous. It says that at the end of the fifth chapter of 2 Corinthians, that we have the righteousness of God in him. In him, the very righteousness of God dwells within us, and we are the righteousness of God. Now, because of God's plan and his ways, he has chosen to, that, to manifest that righteousness of God while we are still in these bodies. And we have a choice to make. I can live in that righteousness of God and be an ambassador for Christ. That's what's being spoken at the end of the second chapter, I mean the fifth chapter of Second Corinthians. I can be that ambassador of Christ, manifest that righteousness of God, literally radiate his divine power and his divine presence. Or I can sit there and say, well, yeah, I'm really saved, but I'm in this body and there's nothing I can do about it. So I'll sin from time to time and God will forgive me. Okay, that's just a lie. You, you don't have to live that way. So let me read these first two verses again. And then I think I'll read the third verse and we'll be done, okay? Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourself also with the same purpose. Because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin so as to live the rest of the time of the flesh no longer for the lust of men, but for the will of God. Verse 3, 
for the time already passed is sufficient for you to have carried out the desire of the Gentiles, having pursued a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. So that gives us even more insight into what he was saying in those first two verses. He said, the way you lived before, that was enough of that. Okay, there was enough of that and enough time for carrying out the desire of the Gentiles. And he delineates what some of those were, okay? Pursuing sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, abominable idolatries. He said, you've done that. You did that in the flesh, but now you're a new creature. You're a new creation. And, and you need to be armed in the same way that Christ did and to realize that there's no reason to pursue the lust of man anymore, but we need to pursue the will of God powerful word for each and every one of us remember who you are in him start living that way and watch what god does again i'm dale i thank you so much for being with me and i'll see you again next time